movies and games, technology too. It's Marcus talking nitty to you. Some other musical stuff. All right, so CES just wrapped up, and for those of you who don't know, that's the Consumer Electronics Show. It happens every year in Las Vegas, except for, you know, last year with the unspecified virus of unknown origin. As the name implies, it's the place where a lot of companies show off new gadgets and gizmos. It's mostly in these days, it's mostly like TVs and cars, but there's, you know, there's like home products, especially all the smart home stuff is all the rage. And a lot of companies also use it to show off a lot of concepts that are either things that are actively being worked on or things that are just kind of harebrained ideas of keeping their engineers busy. For example, like Sony showing off some cars that they're working on that may or may not ever come to fruition. But this year, in 2022, it was actually in person, unlike last year, which I imagine was probably pretty nice for the people that went there, because that means that there was less people, less crowds, less lines to try everything. So I just want to kind of highlight some of the cool things that I came across. As you might imagine, there were new graphics cards and processors shown off. This company called Waydoor showed out these automatic Star Trek-esque doors that would open as you walked up to them and close right behind you. Just just imagine like a normal sliding door, like a closet door, but it just slides in and out when you walk up next to it. And then you can also have it set to like a hand sensor, which is how they had the demo set up. Uh, one of the coolest things I saw was that if you're familiar with The Boring Company, it's another one of Elon Musk's ventures, venture number 25. He has a company that's trying to build tunnels that he called The Boring Company. I guess it started off as a joke, but the one of the ways to get around the show is they had tunnels that were going underground and you could use obviously Tesla's to go in between the different parts of the convention center. TP-Link had a smart router with like automatic antennas that would move around to optimize the signal. That seemed kind of interesting. The company Razor showed off a modular computer, which was like a desk. Basically, it just looked like a table with different parts you'd swap in and out instead of, you know, getting your screwdrivers out and opening up your computer case and plugging in cables and whatnot. There was a car from BMW that the body was using e-ink, which is the same stuff you'd use in like a like an e-reader. And that allowed it to change colors. It was switching from like white to gray to black. And that was really interesting to see. And they could use it obviously to, you know, in the summertime, maybe it would switch to white. And then in the wintertime, maybe it would switch to black. There was another company called Rainstick that showed off this shower that like has a recycle mode. So it can save a whole lot of water by just cleaning and filtering it and spraying it right back out at you. But of course, the stuff that I was most interested in was the VR stuff. So HTC showed off headsets using uh, 5G technology. So they were rendering the they were rendering the images off-site like a few miles away and then using 5G to beam it over to the headset with really low latency. Uh, the figure they quoted was 11 milliseconds, which is pretty darn fast. There was a lot of focus on uh, feedback technology. So mainly things like vests and gloves, things that give you a physical sensation that stimulate your sense of touch. You've probably heard of these vests that use traditional uh, vibration motors to give like an impact of like you're getting shot from the back or from the side or something like that. And those kinds of things are getting a lot more sophisticated. And there's also companies that are using a completely different technology called electrostimulation. It's kind of stimulating your muscles with electrodes and that actually allows it to be a lot thinner and to be a lot more precise. And they can do some, some kind of interesting things that you can't do with a normal uh, feedback vest. 
There was this company called Owo, and they had this thing called the Owo skin that just kind of just looks like a workout, like an athletic shirt, like an Under Armour type of thing. And what's cool about that is it actually covers your bicep too. So they could kind of simulate sensations of like firing a weapon or like getting stabbed with a knife. The only problem with that, it's a company that's owned by Meta, unfortunately. So there goes that for me. There were a lot of gloves being shown off. The Tesla glove, which is literally like an exoskeleton type of thing around your finger that would restrict you from from grabbing something or pull your fingers back in such a way that would make it seem like you're touching a certain sized object. There's a contact CI gloves, which are supposed to give really good sensations for your fingertips, really precise sensations for your fingertips. There was the XTAL 3 headset, which is an 8K headset with 180 degree field of view. It's reportedly very immersive because the field of view is basically how much you can see inside the headset. So a lot of people talk about the ski mask or the swimming goggle effect where it's like you're looking at just kind of a pinhole as opposed to something that really envelops your whole vision. And there's even a company called Haptic Solutions, which has this thing called the microcilia, which is basically smell-o-vision. <laughs> of particular note, Sony showed off the PSVR 2. Now, I mentioned this before, but they finally gave some specs for the headset and showed off the first official game for it, which looks really good. It's a spinoff off of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So it's an OLED headset as opposed to the LCD that was in the first version. Uh, it's 4K. It's 2000 by 2040 per eye. HDR, which is awesome. The field of view is 110 degrees, and the refresh rate is just like the old one, 120 hertz, which is one of the best things about the first version is the frame rate. It's got 3D audio, of course. Uh, this one, though, has inside-out tracking, so there's no camera or external sensors. The, the headset will track the controllers, and it will track the movement by itself. And with that, it actually just uses a single USB-C cable to connect to the console, as opposed to the sort of complicated setup of the first version. It has eye tracking, which is really cool because... Not only does that allow for something called foveated rendering, which is since the game knows what you're looking at, it can dedicate more processing power to the thing that you're looking at and make that look a lot better and reduce the amount of processing power for things that you're not looking at that are outside of your field of view or maybe in your peripherals. That allows for much stronger graphics because they don't have to waste computing power on things that you're not looking at. Since it's built into every headset, the developers can know that it's there and they can use it to develop games around it, sort of like when I talked about the SSD being guaranteed in every system when I talked about the next-gen systems. And I can see really cool psychological tricks with that. The headset itself has some haptics on it. Hopefully it's not just simple vibration. Hopefully it approaches something like the, the DualSense haptics, and it can give you different, different sensations. And the Sense controllers, which is the new name for the controllers that they've already showed off, apparently have a finger touch detection. I'm curious exactly what that means. I wonder if that if that basically just means they know if the fingers are on or off or if they can somehow tell the range that which your fingers are open, sort of like the uh, index controllers. So those are just some things that caught my eye and I'll be paying attention to. Hopefully they will all come to market, but we'll just have to see. As always, thanks for listening and see you in the future. Future, future, future. Stuff. Do you enjoy the show and want to help it grow? Don't hesitate. Like, share, and donate.